the life I've led And oh, it's a wonder I ain't dead Drinking and gambling Staying out all night Living in a fool's paradise My mother told me And father told me too Said my child It'll all catch up with you Drinking and gambling Staying out all night Living in a fool's paradise Though I've learned my lesson Like all fools I've met Oh, I've learned things in this life That I haven't forgotten yet My father told me Mother said it right Said my son You're ruining your life Drinking and gambling Staying out all night Living in a fool's paradise in a fool's paradise That's right folks, living in a fool's fool paradise This is MutinyRadio.fm It gets ready for some Pearl Bailey Baby birds, do it Bees, do it even educated, please do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. In Spain, the best upper sets do it. Lithuanians and let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Dutch and old Amsterdam do it. Not to mention the Finns. In Siam, do it. Well, just think of Siamese twins. Some Argentines without means, do it. People say in Boston, even beans, do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love.
do it. Oysters down in Oyster Bay, do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Cold Cape Cod clams against their wish, do it. Even lazy jellyfish, do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Electric eels, I might add, do it. Though it shocks them, I know. Why ask if Shad do it? Of course, way to bring me Shad grow in shallow shoals. English souls do it. Goldfish in the privacy of bowls do it. Let's do it.
And there was, uh, I remember, my, my, my exposure to it had to do with the first thing I can remember about that sort of thing. Back in the 50s on television, there was some, in the middle 50s, like 55 or something, there was some show on about, uh, it was like a documentary about people who had been taking drugs. That were, at that time, they were said to be, they, they created uh, psychosis. That was their rap, you know, medical, you know. And, uh, and there was this guy who was an artist, you know, and they'd given him some, and they had a bunch of his pictures, you know, before and after, you know, and what he would feel now, like that, you know, I don't recall the specifics, but it's that. Do you know the one that's in Life Oh, yeah, the one, that, the one that's in Life magazine. Yeah. The one that's in that Life magazine. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a guy who really went bananas, but this was another, that sort of thing, but that was the first time I remember, I, I was interested at that time, you know, I was pretty young, too, but... I definitely wanted to try something like that, for sure. And uh, so, you know, everybody had been smoking pot for a long time and maybe getting a little psilocybin or something, but there was mostly things like crystal and meth and, uh, you know, all that, that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, bam, there was LSD, you know, on the streets. And that was, that in itself was an incredible thing because then you had this, at that time it was also very invisible in some weird way too. You could just get so out of it and go wandering around anywhere. And, uh, you know, nobody would be hip, nobody would pick up on it, no matter how weird it seemed. And that, so that there was this sort of freedom starting to spring out in terms of uh, public audacity, at least the way, that's the way I equate it. You know, that's what I sort of related to, because before that I, might, I w would never have done that, probably. I would never have gone out raving on the streets or anything like that. Maybe. But I would have thought about it a lot. You know, that kind of thing. But anyway, around it, there was LSD. Everybody sort of got it at once because it was all part of the same continuum, really. So, you know. But for sheer unmitigated, total, all-out craziness, you couldn't be the acetates. I mean, really, nothing has ever been in terms of... I mean, I, they, were, they were really the most fun of any of them. Oh yeah, and totally crazy things too. Like I remember the one at the Fillmore, uh, the old one was tremendously successful because they had all those little curly culture where how that place was organized and all these little rooms and back scenes and there was like a bar up in the back and all kinds of different levels and stuff going on in there. A lot of little rooms in the early days. Later on a lot of that stuff got opened up and floored it out and something changed a little bit, but originally it had that segmented big room. And so the little rooms and the, and the big room, there were there were like microphones distributed all over the place, and all different people with mixers and tape recorders and all this stuff, and speakers all over the place. And so somebody might say something down in the corner, it would go through a delay, and you might hear it up in some other room, completely unrelated, but there would be this incredible timing thing that would be happening, so that everything that happened would sort of fit right in perfectly, both in real time, on tape, Somebody would find a microphone on the floor and say, hey, is anybody there? And they'd, all of a sudden they'd hear their voice, huge, coming from all over, you know. And they'd start raving, you know, and then it would go away, you know, and something else would come up. And all this, you know, kind of continuous weirdness, you know. It's just so funny, you know, so funny sounding. And, and everybody's reactions to it were so funny and great, you know. And then the cops came and busted that one. That, that acid test was a good one for uh, the whole cop show. The cops came in and they looked around, and here's this one of uh, Ron Boise's big sculptor 
big thunder machines there, you know, banging on it, pouring big little paint over it, and it's making this incredible din resonating, and weird tapes and weird sounds going on, and people running around, and all this just totally bananas shit going on. And here's these straight, good old four-square San Francisco Irish cops, you know, a whole bunch of them, dozen or so of them, and they're in there, who's in charge here, you know? You know, it's like the limit of the absurd, you know, who's in charge here? And then there's cops standing there and standing in the middle of the floor, you know, with uh, half a dozen freaks around him, raving at him, you know, raving strange things at him. There was some cop on the stage, I remember, um, an amazing scene with Weir and Phil, and Weir and Phil are both tremendous anti-authoritarian. They hate any authority figures. Here's this cop,
place. And so somebody might say something down in the corner, it would go through a delay, and you might hear it up in some other room, completely unrelated, but there would be...
together say ja rastafari slasiai hey, what they may say we got that attitude that's yeah, what they may do we got that attitude well we got that attitude yeah we got that attitude We got that attitude. I'm killing my dough. We got that attitude. Well, we got that PMA. Oh, we got that PMA. We got that attitude. We got that
Oh! 
very definite understanding by the justice of the peace. My heart glowing, sparks are showing. If you want those little sparks to burst into flame, you've got to legalize my Black Plastic, thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm on National Radio Day. 20th of August.
John Cage tonight Cause a man works hard all day He can fucking do what he wants to All night 